This podcast is brought to you by the film Ezra from Bleecker Street, directed by Tony Goldwyn with an incredible ensemble that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, and Whoopi Goldberg. Ezra is a funny and endearing story about Max, a divorced father struggling to co-parent his autistic son, Ezra. When faced with difficult decisions about the future, they embark on a cross-country road trip that has a transcendent impact on both their lives. Deadline calls Ezra a touching testament to the power of love. In theaters May 31st. Pampers Cruisers 360 is the must-have diaper to help keep your baby from taking it right off, which, if you've experienced this, can lead to complete chaos. With its 360-degree stretchy waistband that moves with your baby for a comfortable fit, your active baby can move freely. Think of it as baby yoga pants. Cruisers 360 offers a gap-free fit and has a blowout barrier at the back of the diaper to help stop any unwanted disasters. The best part? That stretchy waistband makes it so easy to change your wiggly baby, who is always on the move and can't be stopped. Just rip the sides to remove and roll it up with the disposal tape on the back. Voila! Pampers Cruisers are available in sizes 3 to 7 and now feature fun new prints. Pair with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, made from 100% plant-based cloth that grips the mess without fear of tearing. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hi, this is Laura Vanderkam. I'm a mother of five, an author, journalist, and speaker. And this is Sarah Hart Unger. I'm a mother of three, a practicing physician, and blogger on the side. We are two working parents who love our careers and our families. Welcome to Best of Both Worlds. Here we talk about how real women manage work, family, and time for fun. From figuring out childcare to mapping out long-term career goals, we want you to get the most out of life. Welcome to Best of Both Worlds. This is Laura. This is episode 167, which is first airing in mid-October. We are going to be talking about 10 good things apiece, in addition to a few other random topics, because that's what we do in episodes that are just LV plus shoe episodes. We've we've heard from you guys that you like these, which is great. I mean, with, I feel like we have awesome guests, but uh, people still seem to like our having conversations as well. So we'll try to have a structured conversation or maybe it'll go completely off the rails. Hard to really know. How's it going for you, Sarah? It's going pretty well. I was just, I was going to name this episode Good Things and I'm like, maybe Martha Stewart has trademarked Good <laughs> oh, Things. She might have. That's true. Good Things. So... Better things, best Better things. things. Awesome, <laughs> B-O-B-W <laughs> things. <laughs> exactly. So you guys are actually, Annabelle's going back to real, I mean real, but like yeah. in-person school at the end of October, right? That's uh, on the- I be- Well, actually there's been a development, which is that now we might have to rush back next week because of some state thing. And like the school is freaking out because they had planned on a date in mid-October, like they had set it up and done all this careful planning and they were going to send the kindergartners and 
I think K through second, I don't know, it didn't include Annabelle's class. So I didn't pay attention first for a week and then bring in the older kids the next week. And then apparently there's like this mandate from the government that we cannot get an exception. So it may be even earlier, but we will see. So this is the funny part about it is that, um, well, not funny, and I think it is playing out this way in some other schools, but it's online school at school. Yeah. And and they actually have a slogan. It's called <laughs> uh, <laughs> walk in, log in, learn. Well, that's something. <laughs> because they're trying to keep it consistent. So if they have to shut down again, it's just like the same stuff that they were doing. Interesting. And they want to be able to have the teacher. Well, because they're offering it as an option for students to come in person. There's still hmm. some families are choosing to stay home and actually Many people that I know are choosing that option, which is fine, because then the school will be even less crowded, which is great. Um, So that way the teachers can continue to teach both halves of the class simultaneously. It was funny because there was language that said something like, in some cases, the students may choose to watch their teacher in like live. I'm like, they're going to be standing in front of us. Like, no, no, I'm just going to stare at my screen. I'm not looking at you. So we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I So the way we're doing it here, um, which when this airs, we will be sort of one week into our return to hybrid school, is they have it split in cohorts. We are in the morning cohort for elementary school. So the kids will go in the morning. Um, they will have you know, live teacher teaching. They're supposed to bring their Chromebooks, but they're supposed to have live teacher teaching and then do, when they come home in the afternoon, do their asynchronous assignments. So there's no synchronous virtual learning going on anymore after they start back up in person. So, you know, that that sort of makes sense. The teacher teaches a full day of on, you know, in live person classes. They just teach the same half both times. And then the kids are doing their assignments that they've put on Google Classroom or Blackboard. um, So does that mean it will be a short day, like four hour day or? Well, yeah. So I mean, what it means is that my my kids will come home on probably on the bus 1150, they'll get home 1215 or so have lunch, and then they will be responsible for their assignments in the afternoon. Um, which judging how this has gone means they'll be done in another like half hour. (laughs) Um, So Oh, well, uh, they can entertain themselves. But our, our activities are starting up again and everything. So it's not like they have nothing else going on the rest of the day. So I guess it'll just be some extra downtime. I hope they offer some childcare for some families. I don't know. I don't know what they're <laughs> doing. I mean, you know, uh, the middle school, when they go back to hybrid, which will be the week after this when this airs, they will be doing two full days a week. So I think Jasper's going Monday and Wednesday. Other people go Tuesday, Thursday, and then Friday will be the everybody asynchronous day or something. <laughs> so I'm sure to think about that. Like, well, if the kids get the assignments done early, I guess we can start like trying to do weekend trips or something, you know, because you can leave early on, on Friday. So there you go. Well, yeah, it's interesting because that, that certainly solves the problem of education. Like it sounds like, you know, your kids will be able to get that good live education again. But it definitely doesn't solve the logistical nightmare for a lot of people. Whereas no, the Florida one, I'll give them credit. Like they are dedicated to like having a place for kids to go during school hours for anybody that wants. Which so is wonderful. And I wish that our district would would think harder about that because it's, you know, it's obviously it's a kind of 
ritzy district, but that doesn't mean that everybody has, you know, the money to cover it or a stay-at-home parent or whatever it is that they've chosen to, in, you know, invest that money in. And and so, yeah, this it, it's, it's all crazy. But well, we're going to move to good things. Let's move to good things. <laughs> this episode is supposed to be good things. What? Well, you you know you you said you were finding. Um, things that yeah. are better and more efficient than, than they were in the past. You know, it's funny because I was, I was coming up with 10 good things and I was thinking we would do 10 altogether, but I started brainstorming good things and apparently I actually came up with 10. So there are a lot of good things right now, not necessarily pandemic related, but just pandemic adjacent <laughs> <laughs> because because we're all alongside that right now. So why not? We'll jump into some of them. So the, the thing that made me actually, so my brain, my idea came after finishing a two hour long meeting that I had kind of been dreading a little mm. bit, but turned out to have gone really, really well. So as you guys know, I, I one of my, half of my clinical job is that I'm a residency program director. We now have 24 residents. So it's like big time. We have all of them, eight in each class. And every three months we have this big faculty meeting that we run. Actually the associate program director kind of runs the show, which is great because I don't have to do that anymore. I get to just like watch. and we all review every resident. And so like the, you know, the ER representatives there and like the NICU person's there. And we all like just talk about each one. We focus on the problems, but we, we kind of, you know, review every resident and their progress. And I always was thinking like, oh, this is going to be insane when we get to 24 residents. This is the first year we've had our full complement. And it's also the first year we're doing them completely online. We had one online one at the end of last year, but I felt like it wasn't like a real one. It was sort of like we were just getting through it. But actually, it was super well organized. I felt like everyone was engaged. The fact that it was online and we didn't even use video because it's just not the custom at my institution, which is interesting. We were all looking at the screen and the dashboard for each resident. And I was taking like furious notes on a Word document because I was actually able to like kind of get some of the quotes um, from the faculty, which I usually have trouble doing because I'm also kind of there. And um, I actually felt like it went more efficiently and better than it ever has in person. And I'm sure it was much less disruptive to most people's schedules because we started at 1230, finished at 230. You know, yes, people started their afternoon clinics a little bit late if they're outpatient, but you know, without travel time, I think, I think it was better on every level. So the APD and I talked after we're like, we're keeping it like this. <laughs> yeah. No need <laughs> like, to go back yeah. to person. Yeah. Yeah. So no, that's that true. Was, that was my first good thing. I just think, I think, and I think I've complained about like Zoom meetings and they're not always fun. And I will say the unfun kind are the kind where like I'm addressing a group and I'm like waiting for their feedback and I can't see anybody's face. Like that's a little bit rough. But when you have a shared purpose like we did, like we're going to cover X material or we're going to go through every resident and talk about them, it, it kind of works well. So, and I feel like we've actually gotten better and better at it throughout this pandemic. Turns right. out that working from home is a skill. <laughs> And you can get remotely. better. Yeah, yeah, you can get better at it through through practice. And and so, you know, in March, a lot of people were like, oh, this is terrible. This is hard. Or, you know, I can't figure it out. How are we ever going to do this? It's like, well, because you haven't, you know, and it's like, you know, trying to play basketball when you've never played basketball. And by six months in of practicing basketball every day, you're going to be fairly decent. So glad to hear that's going well. Yeah. So don't worry, I won't talk that long about each one or else this will be the first four hour. <laughs> <laughs> four hour best of both worlds. And now you don't have a commute either. So who knows exactly. when you're going to listen to it. All right. So was that number one for you? That, that was number meeting, one. Meetings was number one. Okay. Meetings are better. Um, number two is that my reading life has been really good this year. In fact, maybe even better than last year. 
I feel like it took me a little while to get my groove, like when everything was initially hitting and I was just reading CNN and that wasn't good. But now I'm like in the rhythm with my books. I'm doing library pickups and I've just read a lot of good books this past couple months. Number three, Zoom calls with college friends, which we never did before. And like, why weren't we doing this before? I don't know. I mean, a lot of people had like text chains and we had a text chain that would be active every once in a while. But the Zoom calls have been so much fun and there's always stuff to talk about. And we're no longer talking about pandemic related stuff. It's just like, hey, this is fun. And now we have a standing call and it's every two weeks, which I think is perfect because I think every week would be like a lot. Um, but every two weeks, I feel like we always have new stuff to share. So that's been really, really fun. I feel like the pandemic has helped me and a lot of others pay a lot of attention to habits and what is working and what's not. It's kind of that clean slate disruption that Gretchen Rubin talks about. Um, and also maybe just a lot of time to be more self-focused when you're not doing commutes or maybe your telehealth visits are more efficient than your regular visit. I do feel like work is getting busier, but now I feel like I've built some good pandemic habits and that's been a positive. One of them is my number five, which is my workouts. I feel really happy right now. I finished that 80-day obsession program. Yay. And now I'm doing lift four, which is four weights workouts. And then I've been running two times a week. So I've liked that hybrid. I think ideally I'd like to run three times, but I'm not sure I'm willing to give up one of the lift workouts. So I don't know. I'm not willing to work out every day and I'm not sure I want to do a double. So <laughs> there may not be a solution, but I really like the program. Number six is I'm really happy with Cameron's new school for him. Just he seems to need a little more extra attention. I We may have made that jump anyway, but I'm not sure because the thing that made us just finally make that call was when they announced that Broward was going to be online. So I'm really happy about that so far. I don't know. I've lost count. Seven <laughs> evenings. Okay. I don't know if this is a point of pleasure or happiness because I feel like they're a work in progress, but I feel like I'm in a good mindset to be working on our evenings. And I, this has kind of been a pain point for a while, but I've had some good ones in the last couple of weeks. I feel like I've started to figure out which ingredients really make them better and make them worse. Being on the phone makes them worse. Unfortunately, when I'm distracted, it is a recipe for my kids to go crazy. And it's kind of part of the fact that I'm really working on that anyway. So yeah, evenings have been kind of an improving bright spot. Wardrobe. <laughs> You're going to get into this too. Um, so I basically wear the same thing every day, even though I kind of felt like that was bad before. But now I feel like what I wear every day, I'm more happy with. So even though I may not be wearing a lot of the clothing that Lonnie helped me buy because I'm just not ready yet. And also because I now have this habit of like taking walks during my work day and I don't want to get, it's like still really, really hot. So I have to wear things that will allow me to breathable clothing that I feel comfortable doing that in. But I swear I wear the same top, which Laura will talk about and we've mentioned before and black pants and my necklace. And like, I bring my moto jacket to wear on top, like every single day, like I'm turning into female Steve Jobs and I don't really care. I like it. Um, <laughs> two more technology has been mostly working. Again, this is kind of parallel to the meetings, but I feel like I'm getting better at it. Like touching that mute button is now like a complete reflex for me. It's, it always kind of shocks me when it's not for others <laughs> yet, but I think people are getting there. And even WebEx, which is not as user-friendly as Zoom, I feel like I'm finally getting a handle on. Like I can share my slides and start a whiteboard and do a breakout room and blah, blah, blah. Whereas I didn't know how to do that before. And then my last one is... I feel like, you know, this year has done good things for our budget. I know that's like, I feel very guilty saying that in a way because many people have had to struggle this year. But for us, we have been lucky enough to enjoy steady incomes. I mean, we've been working um, throughout. So it's not like we were on vacation or anything like that. But 
I don't know. I feel like I finally have a real good handle on our inflows and outflows and especially what our taxes should be, especially now that we're not homeowners and that's a little bit different. We learned our lesson by having to pay like a lot of overflow taxes for 2019. And then before the end of 2020, we wanted to, our accountant had us like prepay so that we had no danger of doing that again. Cause apparently if you do that twice, you get like a large penalty. We didn't want that. So I feel like we're finally kind of out of the unpredictable part. We kind of know what we need to withhold for next year. And I feel good about it. So yes, there we go. The uh, estimated taxes world is is a fun, fun place to be. <laughs> it's not just, you know, meeting the quarterly payments. It, you also have to pay like 110% of what you owed for the previous year because the assumption is that your income will go up. And uh, so that way you are not underpaying. But yeah, it's it's fun when people are first in that world and figuring it out. And they're like, wait, <laughs> I have to pay all this money in April and June and September and January. Well, it was like a double whammy because it yeah. was like, oh, you owe for 2019. And, and oh my God, we don't want to make the same mistake in 2020. So we sent like two large IRS withdrawals. Oh, and, those are fun. <laughs> yeah. But now they're done. And I feel like for 2021, I'm like armed with the knowledge. And I'm like, we're just going to like, basically, our paychecks are gonna be like a dollar every month. And like, it's gonna withhold everything. We'll be good. <laughs> You'll be good. All right. Well, on that note, let's, let's take a short break. Well, we are back talking about uh, various, our lists of good things. Uh, Sarah has been discussing her technology wardrobe and budget fun that she is experiencing over the last few months. I, I feel a little bit sort of uh, inauthentic right now because I have a couple of big fun things going on in my life that I can't talk about yet, but uh, we'll, we'll share those soon. I hope that everything, not, not any more babies in case anyone's wondering, like that's, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so some other cool stuff that I hope to share soon. Let's see. One one cool thing. I took a weekend trip with my big kids. This was, you know, my first time away from Henry, which was a little strange because I hadn't been gone from him at all in these first nine months of his life. But he survived and I survived. And he and Michael had a great time together. I think he probably slept better because Michael would give him like 10 ounces in the bottle right before bed, whereas it's hard to produce that uh, sort of on, on your own. Uh, you can pump it earlier in the day, but it's hard to do it right before bed. Um, so so possibly there was more sleep going on, which on some level was a, was a tough thing because I was in a hotel room with three children. Like I wasn't getting the full... <laughs> I thought I was like, oh, I'll sleep great without the baby. But, you know, then I have other kids kicking and snoring. So anyway, but we had fun. Um, so great. Uh, speaking of that, spending time with the older kids, another thing that's really been fun is I'm going on walks with my daughter. Uh, so she's had some uh, breaks during her school day that have corresponded with when I might want to take a break. And she's also expressed interest in then doing something with me. I think my boys would rather play video games uh, during their downtime, but she wants to go for walks. So we've been doing that. And it's good to have a walking companion. Uh, another really cool thing, we got Ruth um, this watch. It was actually Sam's uh, before, but as the kids turn 11, they get a phone. And before that, they have a watch that they can call us on uh, and text us. But she's got her grandmother's numbers in the phone. And so she just calls them. And it's like, she's very, very good at keeping touch. I would say much better than, than maybe other members of the family are at keeping in touch. And so it's been good that she's been doing that. Sunbasket is another fun thing that's going on right now. So they were an advertiser earlier, a couple months ago. It's one of the meal kit uh, things. I, I We decided to become paying customers. And 
it's just been fun because it's different stuff than I would cook, like um, more ethnic stuff that is not, you know, ethnicities that I'm necessarily familiar with the cuisine, Um, you know, Burmese something or, you know, Polynesian dish or um, Korean food. So I've, I've enjoyed getting to know those flavor profiles and, you know, probably a bit more spiced in stuff that I, than I would cook on my own. And so, yeah, it's just been kind of fun to, to have those meal kits as a, a bit of variety. The changing leaves, <laughs> October, it's, it's just gorgeous. It's, it's the best time to, to be here. I've said that in like six episodes in a row now, but I love fall. Fall is wonderful. Sorry for those of you in Florida who are not experiencing it. Another good thing is my Uniqlo drape t-shirts. So Sarah, at one point in this podcast and on her blog, mentioned these amazing t-shirts that Lonnie, our our stylist, had uh, found. And Uniqlo had them either on sale or maybe they're always $10. I don't know, but I found them for $10. So I ordered four of them. And they're great. Like There's something about the the drape. So it's the Uniqlo drape t-shirt. And it just looks slightly nicer than your average t-shirt and has a good sleeve length and neck and drape. And so I would highly recommend checking that out. I've been wearing them a lot. Uh, Rothy's Shoes is another, um, they they advertised on my other podcast and I actually really like them. They're comfortable. I have a pair of sort of grayish bone colored slip-ons that... Yeah, just wear through fall. I've, I've realized I don't really want to wear boots and socks until I absolutely have to. So uh, I'll keep wearing these probably through to November at least. Another good thing is virtual speaking engagements. This has taken forever for this part of the business to start going, but we are finally getting people who are actually confirming dates, confirming events. I think it just took people getting their heads around that there aren't going to be conferences for a year, two years, who knows? So if you want to do something, you're going to have to figure out virtual programming. And so, you know, it's not where the in-person speaking business was, but if in-person speaking is not an option for people, then we have to come up with something else. And so that's finally been going. Vandercam Media LLC. Speaking of business-related pivots, I finally incorporated myself and opened a business with checking account and other big girl business related (laughs) tasks. Um, You know, wasn't that hard. Use legal zoom. So go for it. If anyone wants to become an actual business, which might be a smart idea, given some uh, recent legislation in various states and possibly coming into the federal, but we aren't talking about that. Um, And and then my last thing, my 10th great thing is that my teeth don't hurt anymore. (laughs) So uh, long time listeners know I went through a long sequence of, uh, you know, dental related things. Although I think our dentist is airing after this, but uh, the episode we have interviewing a dentist is airing after this one airs. But I had a root canal and then a follow-up root canal because I didn't get everything on the first root canal. Um, But it is all, all good now. Life is good. My teeth don't hurt. It's really, you know, yeah. When your teeth hurt, it's hard to focus on anything else. I will, I will tell you this. It's, it's a special and unique kind of pain. I have not ever experienced it, and I am scared. <laughs> well, I, I can tell you now they can deal stuff do something. You know, if you can, you know, get into the endodontist, and it's not a pleasant procedure, and going through it twice isn't pleasant either. But at least it's mostly done. I have a temporary filling right now that I need to get the permanent filling in, but hopefully that'll be relatively minor. I hope. Anyway, 
All right. So we should, should we do our Q&A first or our love of the week? I guess these are sort of all love of the weeks, uh, our, our 10 love of the weeks each. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, actually, I missed my love of the week in there. I was waiting for your, why don't you do yours? It's very cute. Oh, well, so um, Henry is eating finger food. I don't know how many people have heard about sort of baby led weaning. Um, it's, it's just more focused on the kids feeding themselves versus spoon feeding them mush. Um, and he would be transitioning into finger food now anyway, but it's just, he seems to enjoy it more to have a control of his own food. And so we put little bits of anything, you know, pork, tomato, avocado, whatever on his plate. And he kind of mushes it on his face and some gets in his mouth because he still seems to be growing. Um, so hopefully this will keep foods as a normal sort of experience. Um, so I'm, I'm still hoping we'll avoid some of these selective eating issues that have plagued others of my children. I'm not counting on it because kids are what they are, but you know, we'll see. I, um, it's funny that you mentioned it's like easier because I was always like, oh, I kind of want to try baby lid weaning, but that'll just be so messy and the spoon is easier. <laughs> well, I mean, I think you got a mess either way. Like, let's, let's put it this way. You're feeding a nine to 12 month old baby. Like there's mess all over the place. Like, let's just acknowledge that. My kids, like they were such eaters. I don't think there was a mess. They like opened their, they were like. <laughs> <laughs> so they were on the spoon. They were throwing it out at you. So they yeah. never go and spit it everywhere. Not, yeah. Every once in a while that okay. did happen. That's true. That's true. But some of them were just like machines. Like, and they would eat it all in like 30 seconds. Oh. I'm like, well, that was, but yeah, of course the mess comes later anyway, because eventually you have to get them food. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. so just whether you want to delay the mess. Or not. <laughs> yeah. You know, you sweep up the floor and wipe down the high chair and, you know, put the sometimes, kid in the bath. <laughs> sometimes the messiest space is like underneath my six-year-old now. Like That's not true. <laughs> I will say that my children uh, eat a lot of Parmesan cheese on pasta and like those little flecks of Parmesan, they are everywhere. It It's impossible to get all of them. So there you go. For us, it's always the rice. The rice is just <laughs> rice. like... <laughs> <laughs> like, can you, like a rice can you bomb. throw rice over your shoulders more? <laughs> uh, an astute reader did say, you know, if you leave that rice, it does dry and get easier to sweep. And I responded that, like, that's like such a risk where we live. Oh, we're like, the I want a bunch of hands. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like not playing with not tiny little cockroaches, big Florida cockroaches. So. <laughs> oh yeah, we have we have plenty of cockroaches. Who wants to come visit? No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay. My love of the week is um, I, as one does when one has a planner podcast and feels like I need to just try every product, I did purchase a Q4 planner and it's called the Amplify. And initially I was like, eh, this is a lot of planner for one quarter, but I actually kind of enjoy it. I don't think it will be my like forever planner, but I think it'll be a nice fun thing to do for the quarter. So if you're looking for like an alternative to the full focus that still gives you a lot of page for each day, but without a lot, without as much specific goal setting prompting, you might like the Amplify. All right. We will check that out. All right. Well, let's get to our question. Um, do you want to uh, consolidate this, this one? Oh, it's yeah. it's yeah. two part, but also, you know, okay. Yeah. Okay. Part one, I'm going to consolidate. I, I'll read it, but I'll, I'll, I'll shorten it. Okay. I have a nanny who is a lingerer, so when I get home from work, she will often kind of want to stay and talk to me for up to 30 minutes of conversation while I just want to go up to the room and bond with my baby and be by myself. I can't tell if she understands when the day is over, and I do the whole thanks and walk her to the door and say, well, I need to go feed the baby, but she's not getting the hint. Question, is it okay to consider her off the clock when I have walked her to the door and she has a clear opportunity to leave 
um, and also any tips on kind of getting her to get the message. Um, and then the second part of the question was, she said she has a contract for her nanny, um, which can be a great thing to do, which includes household tasks she'd like done, but she doesn't feel like she's able to do them all. Um, one of the things she wanted was the kids' laundry to be done and it's not being completed. She has a four-month-old and a four-year-old, and she said, I think she feels obligated to play with and entertain the four-year-old all day. My question is, do you guys have an opinion on what's reasonable from a time perspective? She's working 7.30 to 2. The baby naps about two hours, and she also does about four pages of a homeschool workbook with my four-year-old every day. She is prepping meals and doing dishes. Is it reasonable to ask her to do laundry, or is that too much? She said she's really happy with her otherwise. Do you want me to go first? Sure. Why don't you go first? Okay. So for the second part, I'll just, my short answer is I think it does sound like a lot for that time frame, um, particularly because... She, you know, the writer says she doesn't need to play with and entertain my four-year-old all day. But like if the kid's kind of trying to do school and she's doing homeschool with him, she's still watching them. And if she's already doing cooking and then helping the four-year-old with the worksheet and the baby only naps for two hours, I think if she was working a full day, like 7.30 to 5.30 or, or 7.30 to 4, maybe, maybe you could argue that she would have time to do additional household tasks in addition to the meal prep and dishes. But I'm not sure it is reasonable to ask for, you know, laundry in addition to watching these two kids for not even a, a full day. I don't know that I'd be able to <laughs> get all that done myself. <laughs> so there you go. That's my answer to that. And then the first one, my suggestion was just to be really direct and say, like, when I get home, I'm dying to have some bonding time with a baby. So you should definitely feel free to go spend time with your family. And if that is not understood, then just make sure you're not paying her for that time. And if she asks, you can say, I was very clear that like you were done and hopefully she'll get the message. So I don't know. What are your thoughts? Well, I thought there was maybe something she could combine these two that, you know, I think maybe the issue is this is a really short work day and maybe this, this nanny just doesn't have anything else she's doing afterwards. And so on some level, it's like, well, you know, I'm some other person to talk to, like hang out, you know, um, kind of fun after work. Uh, so if there are extra tasks she wants her to do and she doesn't have anything she's going to, like, why not just pay her for some extra hours? Like if, you know, that is at all a possibility for this person, she could have her stay till 3.30 or something and then get to those household tasks that aren't going to happen between 7.30 and 2. And especially since the mom is home with the baby at that point, she will have, you know, the capacity to do stuff um, that she wouldn't have had when she was taking care of the baby during during the hour. So I, I thought that maybe these issues could be combined into one beautiful solution. <laughs> and, oh my God, uh, I love that. And they have a contract. So it sounds like you could make that really clear. Like, okay, at two o'clock, I will come home and take the baby and you will work on XYZ household things. And maybe the nanny will be really happy to have a place to be and some extra hours. That is such a good yeah, I, I think this is something a lot of people have their, trouble getting their head around, though, is that you can pay for, you know, child care and household help while you are in the house. And I am used to that because I work from home and have for many, many years. Um, but a lot of people, I'm sure if you were in an office, a traditional office job, the thought is, well, we have child care while I'm gone. And so whoever gets home, you know, that first, that's when the child care ends. But it doesn't have to. I mean, you know, and it might in some cases make life function better if there's an extra hour or two. And especially since this, you know, we're, we're not talking like having the person stay 11 hours instead of 10. Like we're, you know, she, she's there for like five hours. That's a, that's a very different matter. Um, and so if she doesn't have anything else going on and is interested in, in earning some extra money and working extra hours and that would help um, the, this woman, then I think that would be great. 
All right. Well, this has been Best of Both Worlds. We've been talking about uh, our list of good things right now, a question about a, a nanny who sort of lingers at the end of the workday and, and what is reasonable to include. We will be back next week with more on making work and life fit together. Thanks for listening. You can find me, Sarah, at theshoebox.com or at the underscore shoebox on Instagram. And you can find me, Laura, at lauravandercam.com. This has been the Best of Both Worlds podcast. Please join us next time for more on making work and life work together. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot slash iHeart.